0: Geisha Radio, you are family. I'm Rian and I am talking to Patricia Delol today. Patricia, you have started a new political movement called Good, I think. How did this movement yes. come about?
1: Well, you know, about two weeks ago, I made a call to all good people of South Africa to join me in building a movement that will save our country, that will save our democracy. I also announced that we will contest the 2019 elections nationally and in all nine provinces. And I also promised that I would come with a name and a logo in two weeks' time. And I did that on Sunday in Johannesburg. And so the, the movement's name and identity is very simple and authentic That says quite boldly what we stand for and what we are here, and that we are here to disrupt politics as usual. And it's really a rallying call to all good South Africans to resuscitate the project of hope and optimism. So, you know, it's it's a good movement. We will uphold the Constitution. We'll fight corruption. We stamp out racism. We fight homophobia. You know, we will give hope again to South Africans. Because really, if good people do nothing, that is when evil triumphs. That is when corruption and all of this wrong things are happening in our country. And I sincerely believe, including yourself, a good person, that we could all get together and work for the good of our country. So that is where the idea came from. And, you know, of course, then I've invited men and women and young and experienced people to come out and and, and join the movement and build the movement, really. And we have just decided on like four policy themes. We are still working out the detail of the policy. So our policy theme is spatial justice, social justice, economic justice, and environmental justice. And then we are now sort of fine-tuning it. And then uh, early in, in January, what we will then do a uh, 2019, uh, God permit, we will then announce our full bouquet of policies, our manifesto, our, our premier candidates, and then uh, we will then start our, our election campaign. By that time, we all know that the elections might be in May, but I think by that time we will know the date when in May.
0: What is the difference yeah. between a political party and a movement?
1: Because we want to disrupt the status quo, the template of politics. You know, all the parties are called parties and alliances and democracy and all of those in the name. We wanted a a, a name that could just say what we're all about, that we are for the good of South Africa. So when we put up press statements, we will say the good movement, but we're really just the good that is the name that we have registered with with the IEC. But a movement for me indicates movement. You know, we must never forget our past. We must honor our past. But I think we, as a generation, and especially the young people in this country, there's now an opportunity for us to design our own future. And that's why my emphasis is on young people. You know, we never want to go back to the past. And because of looking forward We want to move towards, that's why it's not static. It's an idea that, you know, we're going to put the ideas before the voters. Uh, Democracy is about contestation of ideas. And if the people like what we are doing to want to mobilize the good people, then this movement must go on, even if I'm not there any longer one day.
0: You know what I like about this is the term good, it just says so much. It doesn't bind you to race or gender or sexual orientation because good is just good. That's all it's saying and I think that's a brilliant idea.
1: Yes, I mean you talked about the race for instance, good people are not raceful. As good people, we must say with a very strong voice that we will not allow races to to speak for us. Just similar, you know, what, what we're also saying in what I said on Sunday, that, you know, you don't need to be a black person to fight against racism. You don't need to be a woman to fight for gender equality. You don't need to be a gay person to fight against homophobia. And that is what good people do. That you know, we share a set of values and then based on those values of good people because good values are in all of us. Doesn't matter, all races, culture, color or creed it's there it is just wanting to bring that good out in people you know the hateful world that we live in today why mustn't be like that you know why i mean if you look at the violence in our country why we are wiping out ourselves you know every headline every day there's a violent incident or a murder and you see also the lot of femicide. You see the violent attack on gay people. And you have to ask yourself, what is wrong with us as a nation? Why are they so violent? And that is the bad. But the other side is very good. And I believe that there are good people. And if we are good people doing nothing, then you know our country, there's no future for us.
0: You're talking about a country and a future is, what is Good's plan to resuscitate optimism and reconciliation?
1: Yes, I'm sure you know that and you in our country, that many of our people are so negative. Many of our people are so disillusioned with politics and politicians in general. There are many people at the highest ever, you know, in the research that we have done that shows that the highest ever amount and percentage of disillusioned people in our country. And we really want to target that market. And to say to that market, you know, let us get together as good people, and let us let us bring back hope. Let us resuscitate the project of reconciliation, for instance, because good people believe in reconciliation. But it's really an idea that the time has come for. After twenty-four years in our country of all the bad things, it's almost a quarter of a century. We can't sit back because nobody else is going to come and do it for us. We have to do it ourselves as South Africans
0: to bring back hope to our nation. Tell me a little bit about the values that guide the Good Movement.
1: The values that are guiding us are also very simple values that everybody can understand, and that is the truth. I trust. It is equity, we must bring about equity, but also solidarity amongst ourselves. You know, our constitution pre- preamble said that we should be united in our diversity. And then of course, we all need to be of service to our country. So those are the values that are guiding us, and I'm sure, you know, the values that I've just mentioned, you can find it in every, every good South African.
0: Your policy positions?
1: The policy positions, as I've said, you know, four scenes at the moment. It is a spatial justice where we believe that, you know, we have to deal with the apartheid spatial planning where, you know, poor people and where race, are still race and space where you live still determine your opportunities in life. But we also address under spatial planning the issue of land. And how are we going to deal with the, one, the distribution of land, but also land restitution? Now, we start from a position that all public land is for the public good. Now, public land is in the position of national government, provincial government and local government They're sitting on vast, vast, vast pieces of land. And we say to government that all the public land is not a commodity to be privatized or traded with. Its first purpose is to serve the public good. But then of course, you have to look at the ownership of land. Who owns the land currently? Big parcels of land is in the ownership of the state, that's government, that's in private sector, Churches own a lot of land banks, traditional leaders, and if we really want a lasting solution, all of the land owners must become part of the land solution to do land distribution. So all of the owners need to look and say, you know, I've been sitting on this land for how many years? Do I really need all of it? Can I dispose of some of the land for public good? And we, of course, don't believe in uh, expropriation without compensation because there's significant public land holdings and that expropriation should really be a last resort. It's already in the constitution. For instance, when I was the mayor of the city of Cape Town, if we needed a piece of land that was owned by a private owner to build a road or to construct a clinic and all of that, the process is that you contact the private owner and then if the private owner don't want to expose of the land, then you offer the owner market. Value and, and then you proceed with expropriation. So it is not constitutional. This is
0: Gay Say Radio where you are family and uh, we're continuing our chat. I think big question from my side being an LGBTQ plus radio station is how yeah. supportive is Good going to be regarding LGBTQ plus rights?
1: Well, first of all, I'm very proud that I've been part of the team that worked on the South African constitution. And I was also re- very relieved to see that all the rights and freedoms that we fought for, that even in our courts, those, those rights have been upheld. I know what it is to live without rights. And you know, in the past, we had to fight for rights. And I promise all South Africans that I will continue to fight to protect the hard-won rights of Every single person in our country. For me, Rian, it doesn't matter what you look like, where you come from, who you love, or where you pray. I grew up in a family of, of inclusivity. Every one of us have got rights, and those rights must be protected. Uh, put, 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 and for me, LGBTQ+, Plus. Uh, you know, we certainly support your rights. You're entitled to your rights in terms of the Constitution.
0: No, we see homophobia happening around us. Yes. Across Africa, not just here, what are you guys planning to do about homophobia?
1: We do not support any intolerance of anyone of any kind because the Constitution protects all of us. It says in the constitution that South Africa belongs to all who live in it, united in our diversity. That same sentence is in the constitution of the good movement. And to build a good future for our country, we need to give life to that constitution. I always say to citizens, we must read the constitution, we must know our rights, and we must claim our rights so that we can create a just society, a safe society where all citizens care for each other. And like I said to them I said it to earlier on, as much as you do not need to be a black person to fight racism. So you do not have to be a gay person to fight homophobia. We must all fight homophobia. You don't need to be a woman to fight for women's rights. It is something that all of us must do within society.
0: The one thing I think that very much lacks yeah. or, or happens in South Africa that I've personally seen now recently is yes. on paper there's a lot of rights like for example transgender exactly. rights those rights are there but people yeah. in everyday life still struggle and I specifically want to ask the transgender question here. How will you help to better transgender rights in South Africa? Well,
1: First of all, Ryan, while our constitution may not specifically identify transgender rights, this does not mean that our constitution allows for discrimination of transgender people. The constitution is very clear that no South African may be discriminated against on the basis of their gender or their sexual orientation. And like we will fight for all of these things social justice, economic justice facial justice, environmental justice. It is part of fighting for social justice where, you know, transgender rights in South Africa or lack of transgender rights, we need to make sure that the Constitution applies equally to every single person in this country.
0: There's been a court case now, I think it was on the 27th or 28th of November in Cape Town. Yes,
1: that's right.
0: The Jade September case. Could I ask you to just give me your opinion about that?
1: You know, I would not venture into it because, I mean, I've only read a bit about it in the newspaper. In fact, I have asked one of my colleagues to give us the actual judgment so that you can see how the courts balance the rights. Because no right in the Constitution is absolute. But because the courts are the final arbiter in terms of interpreting those rights for us, it's a very good case study. I think it's a move in the right direction and we will certainly get the judgment and study it, because, you know, as with our democracy develop and we get legal precedent, then, you know, we also have to make sure that it's not just contained in law, but that people need to begin to change their attitudes to be aligned to what the court has ruled.
0: Next concern is gender-based violence so we see, and especially towards women and corrective rape. That happens yes, a lot.
1: it is terrible. You know, what is happening in our country is absolutely unacceptable. You know, as a woman myself, like all of us, we don't feel safe in our country. We can talk about the decision-making until we are blue in the face or the leadership in this country. But what we need to make sure is that all of those good values that we spoke about earlier on, that we need to, nobody in this country is marketing good values. Nobody in this country is spreading the word of Ubuntu. And so many people feel that they are not, you know, self-worth. And so women are subjected to the worst physical violence, emotional violence, poverty, and, you know, the anger towards women that you see. It is almost as if that anger... It's taken out on people perceived to be weak, you know, like women and children. And so therefore, we need to go back to right from in our own family. That's where it must start, Ryan. That is where a boy child must be taught from a very small age to respect woman. Like he respect his mother, he must respect woman. You know, it is us also as women who spoil a boy child, you know, who bring the boy child up to be on a pedestal. So we need to go right back there and say to women, we must stop spoiling our boy child. Because one day when they've got a partner or they are married or whatever, they expect it to be treated the same, and that's where some of the abuse is also coming in. But it's going to take a society, a whole of society, to address the issue of gender-based violence. You know, we have strong men who have to start speaking up, and you know, even I was listening to an interview last night on tv say to to young people or say to men who are doing what they are doing to women that mandela's never done it he would have never allowed it so i don't have the answer except that it is very painful you know to read about the abuse of women and children on a daily basis you actually ask are we living in a sick society
0: so we can change this. You are running in elections next year. If people want information about the, the good movement, how do they go about it? Where can they find it?
1: Well, you know, as I was saying, it's now only two weeks that we have announced the good movement. So we have got a website, and we're still busy putting up infrastructure, and the website is www.forgood.com dot co dot z A.
0: And then obviously on Facebook as well.
1: Yes, yes. And we've got Facebook and we've got Twitter and you know because you know the good movement also wants people to be part of decision making. Currently, we are not part of the decision-making. The way we are structuring the movement is to make sure that we're going to use a lot of digital communication. You know, whereby if, if we want to know and, and take a decision, you know, everybody's got a cell phone. If you are a member for goods, you will get a message from us because your view counts. And so we're going to rely a lot on the digital aid to communicate with all South Africans.
0: Patricia, thank you so much. Much for your time and you will keep us posted thank what's you. happening
1: i certainly will new world. thank you for the opportunity
0: okay so ready with your family i'm ryan and that was patricia de talking to us about an amazing new movement called the good M-